Welcome to Cancelled. Here we go. Uh, this is going to be episode two of, so episodes three and four of Stu- uh, Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. Uh, with me for the duration, Kath Barbadoro's here. Hi. Hey. Uh, you were telling me when you got here, you you got a cat recently? Yeah, I adopted a cat uh, a week ago today. What's its name? Uh, her name is Zelda. Nice. She's very sweet. After and... the video game or after that little weird lady from Poltergeist? <laughs> that was the name she came, came uh, with. Fair enough. But a couple people have asked me that, although everyone else has gone after the video game or after Zelda Fitzgerald. So fair I like that you went weird lady from Poltergeist. <laughs> I'm a giant nerd. Uh, yeah, and illiterate, I guess, is better, more more accurate. But uh, that was the name she came with, but yeah. I thought it was cute, so I think I'm going to keep it. But sure. um, yeah, she was like super nice all week, and then yesterday I was supposed to take her to the vet for like her one-week checkup, you know? And so I was like, okay, she's been super chill, this won't be hard, and I had to cancel the appointment because I couldn't get her in the fucking carrier wow. time, because she was too, she was very upset, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. spent all of yesterday being super mad at me. So like, <laughs> I'm like back at square one with my cat. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. So that's I've basically been watching these episodes with like a cat periodically rubbing up on my laptop and like <laughs> muting it and like doing all kinds of shit like that. Perfect. So that has mediated my experience of this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I understand it. Well, I mean, it's kind of at like if you're gonna just gonna like binge watch television, there should be a cat involved on yeah, some level, well, for right? Sure. <laughs> it's yeah, like it. You can't watch more than like three episodes of something, or a cat will appear <laughs> <laughs> in your apartment. So, man, I, this has nothing to do with cats. A complete non sequitur. Uh, I just found out yesterday that there there was a parking attendant on E6. This is Austin talk. One of the parking attendants mm-hmm. got jumped <gasps> in front of the grackle. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> By the person, uh, uh, supposedly, allegedly, I guess, not that fucking anyone's sure. listening to this, but uh, <laughs> allegedly, by the person who owns the house next to the Grackle, oh, shit. they just got fucking mad that they got ticketed on the street they lived on, and they oh, my God. fucking jumped, which, okay, look, I'm sort of I, get, I get you're mad, I get you're mad, 100%, but now you're going to prison. Yeah. You just assaulted a city official during the fucking course of their duties, you're going to jail. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that's not... For a, ta- for a parking ticket. Like, that's... <laughs> That's got and like granted, I see those people coming and I get mad just at their presence. But yeah. like a snide remark will do. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. You don't need to <laughs> attack them physically. Uh, also, snide remarks. Let's just get into this show. <laughs> Episode three. Oh my god! Um, they it has a couple of the worst lines maybe I've ever heard. Uh, both ri- both. Delivered by Steven Weber. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. One of them is like... Or so So basically the episode is like... This is the next episode. It's the, the one after their big premiere. Is it going to keep an audience? Mm-hmm. Uh, they're working on a couple of really terrible... Like this really shitty sketches. Yeah. Science schmience. Oh it's just God. like crazy Christians. He's only got one gag. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh man, he's really taking on the Christian right. It's like <laughs> saying the like most shallow, like least interesting things oh, possible. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, and then like a big through line of this episode is the focus group and like the focus group results right. and the Commedia dell'arte thing. That made me so 
bitch. like you oh fucking shitty improv nerds. <laughs> like we, I get it. You're trying to sound smart, but you know what's going to be boring? A fucking sketch about 17th century <laughs> improvisational Italian comedy. Yeah, I have I have shit to say, but I want you to say the two lines okay. that you found. Oh boy, they are something else. Uh, so in the meantime, she is trying to. Uh, so so in the in the in the focus group, one of the questions they ask is. Is this show patriotic? Mm-hmm. And patriotic it's fi- or unpatriotic? Patriotic or unpatriotic. And it's 50-50 one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And it's like right down party lines, they say. And she says, uh, and at one point Amanda Pete says, when does Democrat and Republican become a, a demographic that we care about when we're making television? And Stephen Weber says, let me scroll back up so I make sure I say this right. <laughs> Since the first plane made a left turn and gunned its engines into the North Tower, kitten. <laughs> Ugh. What? <laughs> that is the grossest forcing a 9-11 reference I've heard. <laughs> they didn't do that shit on West Wing, and 9-11 during happened 9/11. during the West Wing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they did a really ni- like good, interesting episode when 9-11 aired. Yeah, where it, was like, like, it was like, this isn't part of the canon, and we're just going to address topics or whatever. And this one was just like, those fucking sand niggers flew a plane into us, you cunt. So it's like, whoa, <laughs> easy, Stephen Weber. Kitten? <laughs> Oh, it made me so mad. Yeah, and it's like that. It's so like it's out of character for him. For sure. And it, like so clearly, someone wrote this line and was like, "We need kitten at the end." Of yeah, this. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's—I mean, for sure, he is the guy the whole time. Even in the following episodes that we'll be talking about, is all about money. I don't give a shit yeah. about quality. I don't care about anything else. It's about what's going to make this this network money. And all of a sudden, he gets he's got like this weird political pride America thing. Yeah. That line is really bad. And then there's another line. Uh, and I believe he also says this line, which I don't remember, uh, where he says, and I think, oh yes, he does say it, and it's because um, her ex-husband has come into the picture that she was married to for yeah. what eight years ago, or whatever. They and, were uh, married for nine months, and he brought her to sex clubs. <laughs> For yeah, some... I don't know. He, anyway, by the way, what clubs are those? Yeah. Where he, he's like, he makes me. He wanted. He wanted me to go to clubs with him. He's like, what kind of clubs? To go the kind where you watch people have sex. I. Where what are kind these kind of clubs? So is you that? flew to Amsterdam? Is what you're telling me? Like that's not a club. Um, so he's showing up and he's going to write a book and he's going to cash in on this. And mm-hmm. she says something along the lines of like, so he's just going to keep screwing me no matter if I divorce him or not. And his line is. Thieves get rich, saints get shot, and God don't answer prayers a lot. <laughs> Why does it rhyme? Is that supposed to be like an idiom that we all know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He says it like it's all, oh, you know what your grandma used to say. Yeah. Never heard that before. <laughs> ever once. Yeah. That is, yeah, that line. And then that line, she then repeats later she's, like it comes back and i think it's like in a later episode yeah even. it's in a later episode and she doesn't even say that line by the way she, she says, says it a similar yeah. different line uh in the next episode i believe I, i'll find it but i'm pretty sure it's in the next episode and it also rhymes and it's also like about her. It's, it's clearly like referencing bullshit. this other shitty line that you yeah, should not yeah, yeah, reference yeah. you should <laughs> try to ex- let people forget ever it. existed <laughs> i'll find it because i know i took notes but we'll find yeah, it when we get it's to it. ridiculous but yeah so this episode yeah the Comedia del arte thing was so funny because it's like the you're cl- okay so 
I'm, I'm watching this, and this is also, on a personal note, this is really interesting to be watching this show right now because I start my first day working on a comedy show tomorrow. <laughs> so, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of weird. Oh, by, okay, I was going to reference an episode. Uh, a little behind the scenes, we're going to be doing two, taping two episodes here. <laughs> uh, did you get that job on that television show because the producer saw you bomb at a comedy yeah. club? Yeah. We'll get to that. That'll yeah. be that's a nice it's... little hint for a foreshadowing. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so like it, I can see these this subject matter being interesting where like you uh, people who write comedy, that is their creative outlet. You want to be artistically fulfilled by your creative outlet. Sure. When you're hired to do a comedy show, you're not hired to find artistic fulfillment. <laughs> you're hired to write jokes that they can put ads in between. Sure. Like that's your job. And the tension between that, like art and commerce, that's a very interesting tension. 100%. But Aaron Sorkin is so clearly on the side of the artistic fulfillment that it's just like you, it's not interesting at all. Like it's not even handed about the fact that like artists can be whiny fucking babies sometimes about stupid shit. Like Commedia dell'arte, which no one wants to watch. (laughs) Exactly. That is such a bad hill to die on because like, like we're. We do comedy. Sure. We work in comedy. We are comedy nerds. Our taste is very specialized. We do not want to see a fucking comedian. No. You know who ever. does the five people that like own a UCB theater? Not even UCB, but Maybe. own like a shitty improv theater somewhere. And even then, like. Yeah, I, I feel like Del Close is the only person that wants right. to see. Yeah, Del and Close you, and Aaron Sorkin. And that's it. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and, the, and, the, and also. They act like so. The whole thing is like she does the the genie. I've decided her name is. Yes, I'm pretty sure that's, it's the genie. Something genie rather. with the yeah. brown eyes or whatever. Fuck Sarah Paulson <laughs> gave up on real fast. By the way, <laughs> that shit did not make it past episode one. Uh, she is the old, like she's the only one in the focus group that they say flatline. She flatlined right. in the focus group. Nobody liked her because this was her only sketch and it stunk and nobody liked it. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, you got to cut the sketch. It's terrible. I flatline. Just get rid of the sketch. And the fucking producers who 100% would cut that sketch because it bombed are like, uh, no, because like that is the smart that like that's smarter than our audience. And that's what we're going for. I don't think it is what you're going for. I think <laughs> what you're going – and, like, at one point he makes a uh, – Matthew Perry tells her, like, uh, all right, if it doesn't – here's a there's a problem with these shows, behind-the-scenes shows trying to use insider lingo. Mm-hmm. You, I have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah. So at one point she's like, if it doesn't go from a two to a three, yeah. I'll give you $10,000. What are you uh, – what are you talking about? Yeah, I don't even like, know. We don't know the stakes here because yeah, we have yeah. no idea what that means. Exactly. So, I like, just don't know what that means. But he's like, if it doesn't go from a two to a three during your sketch, I'll give you $10,000. And if it does, then you got to wear this T-shirt or whatever yeah. that says I'm a god or whatever it yeah. is. Uh, and of oh, course, oh yeah, and then the, they wedge in another Mo- a fucking Moliere reference too. <laughs> oh, I they didn't have catch to do that. that. Yeah, where it's like the shirt says like Matt Albee is a genius, and Danny doesn't know. Danny thinks Moliere is Italian. Oh uh, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, fuck yeah, yeah. You. <laughs> like, I, I tend to have written "fuck you," Aaron Sorkin, like a lot in my <laughs> yeah. notes. It's um, just like I don't know. I, I think it is what like we were talking about last time. Like the. The stakes are just not high enough to warrant the like the level of dramatic tension that they're applying <laughs> yeah. to it. Yeah. That being said though, that part of the show is really the only part of the show I care about. 
yeah. uh, like the making of the show part. The relationship stuff all falls really flat to me mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, uh, even though I think Sarah Paulson is great. And throughout these episodes, I find she's pretty good at the sketch stuff. Like, she's, she can do voices. Yeah. She can do like the, her Juliette Lewis, which will come up later, is really good. Her uh, Holly Hunter was great. Like, that was really <laughs> funny <laughs> when she was yeah, just yeah. doing a Holly Hunter voice. Um, like, but she's stuck in these awful science schmience sketch yeah let me talk about this sketch for a second so it's a game show where you have to stand by your beliefs in the face of scientific evidence so it's like yeah. they have a christian and a jew and a muslim and it's like oh how old is the earth in like six thousand years oh we see that uh, there was a skull three million years old found near johannesburg and they're like science schmience which is literally the only punchline to be heard in the entire running of this fucking sketch yeah. which they show us like the rehearsal for and it's long it's real long and there's so many words it's, <laughs> like... so, it's so many words <laughs> and at one point uh dl hughley has to do this like arab voice oh that he God. gives up on halfway through the <laughs> sentence and it's like oh you're right you can't do voices yeah. like you said in the previous Why episode you on this sketch show it's really bad (laughs) why did they hire you uh they hire him to be the voice of black anger which will come up in the next couple episodes we'll we'll get to that we're jumping around (laughs) a little bit um but yeah like just i i and it it's really interesting kind of watching this as a metaphor for like aaron sorkin's whole output and career because they there's so much contempt for people who don't know as much about comedy as them which i feel like i know comedians like that Mm -hmm. and they're not funny 100 like just the the idea that like if someone isn't as knowledgeable about you then they uh, knowledgeable as you that they don't deserve to be entertained yeah it's so fucked up for sure they have the idea it's like that it's the way nerds work where it's like well i can quote more simpsons references than you so i'm funnier than you no yeah you have a better memory and you know funnier things but you're not actually funny yourself this there was a that when that science science was happening i was like it's fucking Bill Maher just writing this show. Cut to a few scenes later where they oh where God. they just throw themselves on the sword of Bill Maher for no fucking reason for a four year old reference. I that- have I have written down here. Of course, these people like Bill. Maher. <laughs> That's just what I wrote down. <laughs> they literally like so. So there's a, a ongoing beef between. Uh, Matthew Perry and Bradley Whitford's characters, and these two writers who've been on a show, Ricky and Ron, or Ricky very and Don. catchily named as Ricky and Ron, Ron sure, <laughs> referred to only in tandem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are a one unit person. Uh, and we find out that it's because four years ago when 9 11 happened, and Bill Maher got in trouble for saying some shit on his show, which happened in real life. He said something yeah. about like he said something about like the people who flew the planes into buildings aren't cowards. Yeah. Because that's not a cowardly act. They might be evil, but don't call them cat. Whatever. Um, he's like, and everybody just threw him under the bus. And Matt was the first one to stand up for him. Which I just realized now that Matt Du Perry's character's name is Matt. I yep. just put that together. <laughs> uh, it's like Matt was the first his one to stand is up for him. Marin Morgan. Is what his <laughs> name is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's like Matt was the first one to stand up for him, and then you guys threw him under the bus, and it's like. So are, you're 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 saying in this story that it's fucking four years old. Yeah. Why am I supposed to give a shit about this beef? And they're like, you got to let it go. Yeah, maybe you fucking should. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I just got really angry at the idea that <laughs> Bill Maher had to be somehow like fucking genuflected to win this terrible yeah. fucking show. <laughs> uh, and then there's another point where like, so they're going to do science minds, and Sarah Paulson's like, hey, maybe we don't do 
science, or maybe we don't do this. Uh, there's like another joke that they want. Yeah, to it's do. in their like weekend. They're going to do the weekend update, thing. and it's like about a uh, something that happened in a small town where they like banned a plague. Yeah, they're, they were going to do the crucible or something, yeah, yeah. right? And uh, she wants to. She's like, "What?" Well, and uh, the other was like, "Well, what joke should we do in its place?" And her joke is <laughs> that there was some uh, some state put forward a law that you can use a silencer when hunting bears and uh, when asked for a statement a bear said Rawr. and they even in the show they're like it's a fucking terrible joke don't do that joke yeah and like, then, we're not um, doing and the bear said our joke TV. which they 100% just do at yep. the end uh, <laughs> Give up. and it doesn't work it's bad uh and they're like yeah you know it's it's better because that town where that play got canceled makes bread or some <laughs> yeah, poor shit it's bad to make fun of bread factories is what we learned <laughs> that's where aaron sorkin draws the line um i mean i sort of get what she was saying and that i feel like that is like the you're not you're it's the whole like punching up punching down like you're yeah, not yeah. really punching up if you're making fun of this like shitty working class yeah, town we're like sure. which i get but it's also like that's a <laughs> The way that they frame it is just so self-congratulatory, yeah, like yeah, the yeah, rest yeah, of the yeah, entire yeah. show. For sure. Well, that's the thing with this punching up and punching down argument that she's making. It's like you are still, by declaring just that you're punching up or punching down, you're saying that they're down. Like yeah, you're just that's you're, a good point. you're saying by just by definition that this town is below you, so you shouldn't punch them or some nonsense. They also then go on. To show a montage of the show. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I don't know why they thought that would work, and they don't do it again in the pre- next episodes, yeah. at least not in the ones we've watched. But they show, like, a quick montage of, like, a little bit of science schmience, and then a joke from the news clips, mm-hmm. and then pimp my trike. Oh, my God. Which would have been terrible when, this was, when it was time appropriate for pimp my ride parodies. Right. That would have been a terrible parody. Uh, they just show this montage of like nine unfunny things and then a whole new cast member because he can just do <laughs> fucking Nicolas Cage. Yeah. That guy came out of nowhere. Yeah. He's he not does, in the first couple episodes. He does, yeah, he does the a Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise and a Nicolas Cage yeah. and is clearly just there because he can do, they're like, oh, we need someone to do like white characters. That yeah, yeah, fat. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that poor fat guy. I, I wrote down at one point, I think he's just around to be fat and around. Like he doesn't, <laughs> yeah. it's four episodes where he has another line yeah i uh, we don't know anything about him whatsoever that's speaking of which also i keep waiting for um because that the woman who plays the pa who's now on like nurse jackie yeah yeah like, yeah so i like very much Susan, and she's great yeah yeah. i have that written down in one of these episodes yeah, yeah I really and i like just am like i keep waiting for her to like have more stuff to do because mm-hmm. i think she's really good sure and but nothing Not so much the only thing she has to do is fuck up later on yeah I don't, that's like, we're does. jumping a few episodes ahead. <laughs> um i've said that about a, a fair number of characters i want to see more from nate cordry yeah, um, they just seem to be really like hammering in like not even so much Bradley Whitford. He's not doing a whole lot. No, At one not. point in one of the, I think in the next episode, one of, in my notes, I wrote down, "What's his job?" Yes, yeah. it took me like three episodes to realize he's an executive producer because in the first two or three or first three episodes, he's just around. He's just there to he's talk not, to Matthew Perry. Yeah, like, he's not doing he much. <laughs> um, yeah, so the clips are really bad, and then uh, the other thing that's happening is that sh- uh, you find out that. Amanda Pete had a drunk driving incident mm-hmm. that's tied in with the, like the ex-husbands leaking all the shitty information or whatever. Yeah, there was like foreshadowing in the previous episode of like they're going to dig stuff up on you because like you're controversial so, and whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. which I get, but I'm also like I I can't imagine a national scandal about a network 
president? Like, yeah, no one cares. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah, people yeah. like know who network presidents are. I know the name Les Moonves. <laughs> me too. But if you told me that he was really that homeless guy from 30 Rock named <laughs> Les Moonves, I'd be like, yeah, that's probably him. He could look like that. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that's <laughs> the cameo. I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah exactly, exactly. Uh, so we find out that, and then she says some shitty stuff to Bradley Whitford about like, I was drinking. You did cocaine two weeks ago or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we get a really ham-handed fucking like anti-drug driving moment from Bradley Whitford where he's like, uh, you know, when you do that, you're risking everybody else's lives. I'm just risking my own. And it's like a two-minute yeah. little fucking monologue. Also, Way to take a really brave anti-drunk driving stance. Also, I feel like part of that is just the fact that Sorkin – was known to have been a cokehead. Oh, sure. And so I feel yeah. like it's just him being like, hey, you know, I wasn't hurting anyone. It's like, well, there is a uh, terrible national drug war in Mexico <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. like thousands of people have lost their lives. But no, Hundreds you're not hurting thousands. anyone. Yeah, 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 like- yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> um, also, the, that scene when event- – so eventually, like, we find out – and then out of nowhere, they add kind of another level of, like – like uh, stakes to it where it's like they need to retain a certain number of the audience. Yeah. Like a certain percentage of the audience from last week to keep her job safe or whatever. And it's like 90%. They got to keep 90%. And it turns out they kept 109%. Like they went up. Right. Uh, and, and, and it's another one of those moments of like, I don't know what you're talking about. It's like, we even went up a point and a half in the demo. I don't know. A point and a half doesn't sound very good. Like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. barely, it's not even two points. Like it sounds very <laughs> poor. Uh, but she's going around the party and she's telling everybody, uh, and then Matthew Perry gives the like goes over and tells Jeannie that they went up. They it went from a two from a two to a four. Yeah, or some and gives bullshit. Her the shirt, gives her like, the shirt. Aww. Yeah, yeah. I really would have much preferred it if he sat down and then just handed her a stack of cash. Yeah, <laughs> and then just like slowly walked away, all sad. And I would like to add to this: uh, the song playing while that's all going on is a it's well, it's fucking. Uh, Will you still love me tomorrow? Yeah, but a like. I wrote down here that it's like it's like the song went public domain, yeah. and then like the band that writes the birthday music for Outback Steakhouse covered it. <laughs> like it's just it's really bad, right? I'm not yeah. crazy. It's like no, 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 really it's terrible, and it's it's like in the style of the theme music of the show, which is also <laughs> so corny and lame. For sure. It sounds like it's like the Entertainment Tonight theme is what it sounds <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of keyboard, very poor. Do do do, do It's so bad. Yeah, but like, yeah, I. Um, also, there's another great terrible line in okay. that part yeah, yeah. where um, I think it's Bradley Whitford who says it. Uh, I know it's said to Amanda Pete, and it's "You look like one of them, but you talk like one of them." Oh yeah, I wrote that down too. <laughs> what does that even mean? Who are them? I feel like it's another thing of Sorkin being like the like respect the creative geniuses and yeah, like yeah, they're yeah, above yeah. everyone else. Uh, so like, them is the network, and we're yeah, the artists. Like you're a suit, but. You're not yeah, really yeah. Uh, like, I wrote that down too. It's so fucking lame. It's so lame, and yeah. it's like, yeah, it's he just keeps drawing all these like. It's clearly just him being salty about the West Wing and shit. Of like, yeah, just like creative geniuses. Like, we don't need a writer's room. We just we were our tours, and we just do this on our own and everything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. But, like, but also, by the way, it appears in these first three episodes. Uh. Matthew Perry is writing the entire show the by entire himself. Entire show. He's writing all of it by himself. He has not given at one point. Eventually, coming up, he gives the writers' room ninety seconds yeah. of the show to write. Yeah, uh, so that, and that's in the next episode. So we can yeah, yeah, yeah. Move we can just that. move into that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like. Oh, that is this episode. Oh man. I. 
actually really like this coming up episode. <laughs> I, it is. It is really interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's one it's of the. And good. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the also. Um, I'm not going to say realistic, but least unrealistic things. <laughs> is it? I don't know. All right. So just, basically, just so the, in terms of running into the problem of sure. plagiarized uh, work and how that doesn't. It's not necessarily something done maliciously, mm. and like things like this do happen, and like this is something that people who actually yeah, produce yeah, comedy yeah, yeah, do yeah, occasionally yeah, 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 yeah. deal with. So the epi- so basically the episode is that um, the they're, they're they're putting on the next episode, and they've given the Ricky and seconds. he's given Ricky and Ronnie ninety seconds to film because Matthew Perry's writing the rest of it himself. Just, he's writing um, eighty eight and a half minutes. minutes of comedy by himself in a, in a week. In a week. In a week, he's writing a new hour. Uh, so no wonder, an hour and a half. No yeah, wonder yeah. the show fucking sucks. Exactly. Like, it makes sense now. Yeah, get some help. <laughs> um, so they give them ninety seconds. And he's like, we get some pitches around the room, and they want, and some of them want to like make fun of uh, and Amanda Pete's character. She's in the news for all this other stuff, and they're like, we're not going to do that. And then one of the guys pipes up with, "It was hack in two thousand and five when this show yeah. took place." The bit is literally like, uh, "It's and and again, I actually don't even know how it would just fit into the show. It really doesn't make any sense." But yeah. he's like, "He's like the bit is basically." Uh, kids today have ADHD and dyslexia and hyperlexia. When I was a kid, they were just stupid. What's wrong with my kid? Does he have ADHD? No, he's just stupid. Next, that's literally the that's the, the line, the bit. Yeah. Uh, and then it's like, and then we also have, and then this doesn't even fit into that. Nope. We also have no so segue. much food in America. <laughs> no segue at all. Uh, that we drop it on people with bombs. Like if we were gonna, we only mess somebody up. You drop a bomb and ten tons of hot pockets on them. Yeah. And also, fucking I'd Ricky and Ronnie out- are like. Gold. This is what we're doing, folks. Get them pencils out. I want to point out too, like you, like you're a comedian. Mm. You're selling that. Yeah, I'm trying to sell it. I can't not times more than it is ever sold. Like, and it's and it's shitty and not funny when you say it. And yeah. you're funny and it's you're ter- saying, like it's, terrible. it's so bad. Uh, and it's it's a like a hack premise in 2005 when this show took place. It's a hack premise in 1980. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's It's, not good, but they are blown away by this bit. Yeah, they're like, this is it. Everyone, also, they're like, everyone get to work on this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It exists in that format Done. 100% finished. When it gets to D.L. Hughley, who then perf- like performs it as part of the news update, which who I don't also understand. doesn't sell it. Doesn't sell it at all. <laughs> It's exactly in the way it's said in those first three seconds. There's been no changes. Yeah. And then Matthew Perry has to approve. Oh, perfect. This is great. Put it in the news. I love it. Yeah. Uh, and then he gets in the news, and it turns out uh, that it's uh, some other stand-up comics bit. Word for word, by the way. Yeah, exactly uh, that other, the same. That other stand-up comic is Fred Stoller. Uh, yes, if anybody yes. recognizes him. I love that network. Te- like He's just kind of the guy when network television needs a stand-up. Yeah. Since, like, Dr. Katz was on the air. <laughs> They're like, get Fred Stoller, push those sleeves up, it's time to fucking do some comedy. I mean, he is kind of like, I feel like he is what people think of when they think of, like, just a generic stand-up comedy guy. Like, it sounds and looks like Fred Stoller. Truth be told, that act sounded like something D.L. Hughley would have done in, like, like, the, like... Kings of Comedy era D.L. Yeah. Hughley. Like, there's, been, there's a distinct change between, like, Kings of Comedy D.L. Hughley and, like, new CNN D.L. Hughley. Like, there's, I guess, like, a different, very different material. But, yeah. uh, so, so that's going, they're going to deal, so that's kind of, that kind of comes in halfway through. 
Yeah, so that, like that, the, you, it the, goes the reveal great. of the of the plagiarism is kind of halfway through. It it like the the news goes great. They wrap the show. Then it comes up. There's also this is also the episode where we're introduced to the Vanity Fair writer who's going to write a Christine Lottie. Yeah. Yes, who uh, I like. I I love that Aaron Sorkin casts these like very like these like older attractive sort of women brassy, who are just, like, yeah, yeah. just like such an elegant like bearing like they're just so like yeah, yeah. powerful and like it's just she's pretty, great uh, yeah. and then immediately they have to be like this is why I fucking hate Aaron Sorkin because it's like he thinks this is like clever and empowering where they're at he, she's a it's Amanda Pete and Christine Lottie who's going to come in and do an yeah. article about them about the who's show also, she's the wife of the guy Aaron Sorkin's like Tommy Slamy, yeah, yes. yeah, 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 Tommy Slamy and Christian Lotti, yeah, 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 it's my favorite shit in the world. Uh, so they they're having dinner and it's like, all right, so you know you're gonna come in, and we'll pitch the idea to Matt and and Bradley Whitford's character whose name I can never remember. Uh, it's like, well, how do I get them to to like re- like uh, be receptive to me when I first get there? And she's like, oh, it's easy, and like points oh at her tits God. and she's like pops her shirt open. And she's like, oh, boys, and it's like really, yeah, like it's it's shitty. And then of course it works because like she shows up and she's in this like tight little dress and she's fucking very attractive. Don't get me wrong, but Bradley Whitford's like, hey, Boo? by the way, nice. Well, Bradley Whitford's like, oh, hey, yeah, nice Whitford's boobs. I'm not 15. Like give me like give me some credit. And then they go to Matthew Perry and he's like, oh, titties. It's so fucking annoying. Uh, he literally like does like a, he might as well spit milk out his nose. Yeah, like he, he he's turns, like the wolf stares with the at her tits, and then she, yeah, 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 he's like a cartoon wolf. <laughs> his he's, tongue rolls out. It's yeah, yeah it's yeah, condescending yeah. to everyone. Yeah, like just, everyone should be offended. A hundred percent. And I love Christine Lani, and I think, and I wrote here at one point like this cast. They have a tremendous cast to the point where I feel like they all watched The West Wing, and then he went to them and was like, how would you like to be in my Nest Project? No, I won't tell you anything about what it's about. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, you have to sign on right now yeah. and fucking before you know anything about it or read any scripts. Yeah. <laughs> I think you may be right. Um, but yeah, so she's the one who's like... Uh, like this, I was looking at the internet to see what people's reactions were, and somebody posted this clip, clip on YouTube, of this yeah. can- and they find out that it's uh, plagiarized, and then they're like, oh, well, we're about to do the West, because it airs later on the West Coast, right. taped. So like, we'll cut into the West Coast tape delay, and... Like we'll do something feed. else, and we'll live feed something over that part, yeah, and we'll like do like again. we'll do an apology or whatever, yeah. and we're gonna do that. Um, and that I've like I don't know, I don't know, I don't know how accurate that is to what would actually happen yeah, in that situation. I feel like they would just it's, focus on covering their asses uh, yeah at that, at that point. point. I yeah. don't think they would cut it, but but they have integrity. God yeah, damn yeah, it! Yeah, yeah, and we're gonna air. <laughs> uh, we have to get a, a sports score so that I can prove it's actually live so yeah, they like, talk about what? cricket and then like can't you just prove it by the fact that people watch something different yeah before? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly uh, and also who's gonna fucking be like oh I'm just gonna find out at that exact moment what the score was in that cricket game I don't know it was stupid yeah uh, and but- so it's like oh it's late the only thing going on is a cricket match in Bangalore and yeah, there are a lot yeah. of like if you got money on the cricket match in Bangalore <laughs> today's your lucky day like but also, it's no, it's not because you're not in the future. <laughs> yeah. It's not your lucky day. You just know what's happening currently in the game. That's a really good point. It's really fucking annoyed me. Um, so they, so, uh, so then they find out. So, so that's happening. They're gonna write this apology. There's argument. Like, like Bradley Whitford goes to Ricky and Ron. And he's like, I want the guy. I want him fucking. Yeah, I want his ass on my yeah. on silver platter or whatever. And they're like, we're not gonna give him up. Uh, and eventually their argument is that, like, 
he hadn't gotten anything on the show in a long time, and he was scared of losing his job. Mm. Well, now you're fired. Because, yeah. you're, like, you didn't accidentally, this isn't like, you know, uh, fucking, uh, you know what I'm saying. This isn't a case of two people writing the same bit. Yeah, this is You just admitted lifted. to stealing a routine because you were scared of losing your job, and you wanted something better than what you had. So you're fired, right? Yeah. And yeah, no, absolutely absolutely not though. And, apparently yeah not. and that and then that's like the weirdest th- this has the weirdest resolution to me it's so crazy where so then they find out they first they cut into the live feed to say uh we're sorry we we initially aired some material that was uh b- b- written by a comic yeah, named, named lenny gold and we plagiarized it yeah and then they're like Oh no, he plagiarized. Yeah, yeah. So he, he from they, another guy. Yeah, they call they call Lenny Goldman because they want him to come down, and and also at the same time they're like, we don't have an audience, so we're oh gonna. Oh my god! They send a bunch of people out More into the street with condescending to fucking non TV people. They send money as if they couldn't just have like the fucking staff sit in the fucking seats for twenty seconds. Yeah, they have to go out and get an audience, so they're paying people on the street, and it's and it's just nonstop. Like, oh, I guess the red bandanas mean their bloods or like that guy looks like he's got a bench warrant and a lot it's just it's it, gross it's really fucking gross it's like night court like it looks like the ca- <laughs> like the the extras in night court it's really <laughs> shitty uh so then and they- they're all there for they're all there for sandwiches yeah, yeah, they're, like, yeah. they're like they're giving them free like craft service shit, yeah, yeah, yeah and they just keep cutting to the audience that's all this like it's like a cartoon of riffraff <laughs> yeah, 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 and they're all yeah, just yeah, eating yeah, sandwiches yeah. and like bored as fuck for and it's sure. like yeah there are like hundreds of people that work on the show no. that don't need to like be doing anything while you tape this 90 second, second thing. segment just they have them sit, sit there have them sit down oh uh so they were like they're gonna call lenny goldman and have him come down and do the bit but when they call him he says that uh oh i actually stole it from another guy named Bert- ben bartley ben bartley i remember because there's a there's a guy in austin who do comedy with that name which oh, is was weird. There? yeah he did master pancake like a long time uh, ago. right on. anyway so his name is ben bartley and then they're like why does that name sound so familiar Oh, he used to work for us. We own it. So, okay. Oh, two things. One. Several things. <laughs> several things. So, one. They break it. They cut in with the initial apology. Then they go back to the regular feed. When they come back, they're like, oh, actually, it turns out he stole it. So, we're going to cut in again. and to give them, say we're misattributing say we it. We misattributed it. It's actually this guy, Ben Barley. So, they cut in again. After that cut in, they come back and they're like, oh, it turns out Ben Bartley used to be a writer here back in 91, which is when this video is from, or which, which, is, is, when, which is when he was writing on this show. Also, great cutting edge comedy that you think is so great that someone wrote it 1990. 15 years before this fucking show is happening. Very true. Oh, we're, we're the cool ones. We decide what's cool. 14 fucking years ago valid point uh, but then so the argument is like well he so we own the bit because he was working here so we're not gonna get sued because we're the copyright owners okay like- but I don't think that's accurate I don't think just because you if you work on a con- on a television show and then you're doing stand up somewhere the TV show doesn't own your stand-up. No, they don't. But I think the argument was he wrote it initially for their show, and uh, then maybe I did it as yeah, stand-up. I don't know. I, I thought that's it. what it was, but like, yeah, even still, like, it just seems like yeah, I don't know if you own the. Also, isn't there a whole thing about you can't really copyright a joke at this point? Like, you, it's hard to sue people for joke stealing. Yeah, isn't that a thing that exists in the real world? That's the other thing that I was like, uh, okay. 
SNL steals premises and shit all, all the, the fucking time. All the time. And it's never been a controversy and no one has ever sued them successfully. Sure. Or maybe even ever. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So just this idea that it's like causing this pandemonium. I mean, it would be terrible. And I'm sure people Horrific. in a writer's room would be furious. And especially if it's a bit cribbed with word for word. Yeah, like, yeah, that yeah, would yeah, be yeah, a serious yeah. That's problem. That's unacceptable, for sure. But also, like, it's like... This actually does happen all the time, and it's not cut into a live feed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Especially not to be like, actually, here's a fine distinction that we actually own the copyright. The implied right. thing is that they yeah, cut yeah, it again. Yeah, yeah, a third time. To say they so, own it, yeah, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. like, the audience doesn't give a shit. In the slightest. The audience watching Studio 60 doesn't <laughs> give a shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the audience watching whatever. Studio 60. Oh, yeah. I think the show is actually called Studio, Studio 60. Nice. Um, there's another moment here in this. Uh, there's a whole other storyline that we haven't touched on yet, which I'll get to in a second. But the, fucking, there's a line when we find out, like, the so Christian Lottie is watching all of this happen. This mm-hmm. is like her first day, like, following them for the yeah. show or whatever. Uh, and we find out that somebody stole the joke. And uh, so they, everyone freaks out. And then I th- it might be Amanda Pete, it might be Christine Lottie, I can't tell who says it, but it's a woman's voice, says, accusing a writer of plagiarism, might as well call him a sex offender. Yes! <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't, yeah, th- yeah, yeah, I don't think. Ask Bill Cosby. Maybe, like, <laughs> I feel like he'd probably be cool if 40 people right now were like, hey, I think he stole my joke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's As wishing to for being, that. Yeah, he's just dreaming. <laughs> supposed to the fact that he's a fucking monster. Uh, but yeah, that, that, that line fucking ruined me. Yeah. The other part of this episode is where Sorkin fails miserably at this show, and it's the relationship <laughs> aspect. Yeah. So she storms into his off into uh, so Harriet, uh, they call her Harry. Sarah Paulson storms into Matthew Perry's office and he's like, I want to know, like, there's no chance of this or whatever. She says some bullshit. Like, I yeah, want to hear like, you want... tell me you're not going to try to win me back or something. Yeah, I want, I want closure. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, and... we already broken up. I don't know what you want closure yeah. for. And then she has this baseball bat that a famous baseball player had given her for singing the national anthem or whatever, which was a thing that had come up prior. It hasn't really been explained, but I don't know. Yeah. It does, it's, it's, is it the next episode where they get more interviewed and stuff by... Yeah, Fuck. so we'll get it. Anyway. It's either five or six, but it's coming up. Yeah, so uh, anyway, so yeah. yes, she she, she gives him a, she gives him a baseball bat, uh, and he, she's like, "I got this from a, a, a famous pitcher or whatever, and I thought it'd be a nice present for you." But it's got like the guy wrote his fucking phone number on it for her. Yeah, like trying to ask her out. He's she's giving it to him, and she's like, "Oh, I didn't, I didn't know. I thought it was his. I thought it was his uniform number." Yeah. Really, like, and it, it decide with his character a little bit. Really, you thought his uniform number had nine digits, like, yeah. You, that, and you say he's like, Do you really think three billion? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. not his fucking uniform number, yeah, yeah. And she's just like, I had no idea, but then she confesses that she's been out with him, yeah, a couple, yeah, yeah, yeah. so like. So maybe she didn't read the bat, but then even then she's like, "I'm giving you a present, present from, from the guy who's new... banging me on right now." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, Real that shitty I'm, that I'm bringing to the show. I just and again like another like personal uh, thing that was like it's interesting to watch. This is like I I do comedy with my ex. 
Yeah, and yeah, yeah. If yeah. we acted yeah. remotely like this, <laughs> That's very true. we would not fucking do comedy. You we would could not, not keep have our a jobs. show. It wouldn't like, work. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I mean, granted, like, this is supposed to be this big dramatic breakup and they're still in love with each other or whatever. And so there's, like, all of that that no. I am not dealing with. But yeah, at the yeah. same time, like, yeah, wildly unprofessional. You don't fucking do this with someone you work with. Like, you have to be, even if you're working in comedy, you are an adult. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, grow yeah, up. yeah. It gets so much worse because he then goes to like and i don't remember the name of it that he, they say in the but it's basically the pussycat dolls yeah he has some friend who's a dancer in like a pussycat doll show nate cordry's great idea yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he goes to her to get one of her boots yeah f- that she can write her number in and she's he's gonna give the boot yeah, what? Here's her. a sweaty burlesque it's boot. The gro- it's the Sarah dumbest Wilson. thing in the world. And it's also gross because it's clearly just an excuse for that girl to be standing around with her tits out. Like, yeah. like she's just in like a tight little bra and whatever skirt. And it's like, this scene does not need to exist like this. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, but then they, it, Also, they, you know how those pussycat dolls date a lot of comedy writers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Carmen Electra, you know. Uh, big fucking John Mulaney fan. <laughs> I love John Mulaney much today. John Mulaney. I don't think he's banging. He's not. Carmen Electra. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that whole time, like, so this is so this fight is going on between the two of them. Yeah, this is also like through the entire episode. Yeah, to the point where like on. she at one point they fight the plagiarism thing hits and she he's like running around trying to handle shit and she stops him out of nowhere. He's like, look, I didn't know about the bat, but I wanted. It. She's like, he's like, hey, maybe now is not the fucking time. And I'm watching it like, hey, maybe now is not the fucking time, Harry. It's like, <laughs> yeah. grow up. Yeah, I got. They, yeah, they she, make me very angry. She's. Uh, and and again, like we were talking about this, and it's going to come up in the next episode too. But like, just like who hurt you, Aaron Sorkin? <laughs> yeah. Like, because he he writes her at least in terms of how she deals with this relationship as a fucking crazy bitch, and like yeah. the the she would give this guy this bat and like then she brings him to the episode and the the baseball player and uh she's like kissing him and yeah, Matthew yeah, Perry yeah, walks in, in on it, it. Yeah, yeah. right before he finds out about the plagiarism right. thing it's all pretty tense but it's just really shitty and it's clearly a, a matter of like he's writing away his pain you know yeah, what I yeah, mean yeah, yeah. like uh, speaking speaking of terrible writing, I'm sorry. I have found the line, the the Amanda Pete oh, go sort ahead. of callback line. <laughs> uh, there's a scene which was a very awkward scene. She's going to her car, and this Asian like a dude who's like an assistant or something. I guess. Yeah, her, her it's assistant. like, hey, you're supposed to. You wanted these things as well. Uh, and she, he's like, hey, so um, you know, I want to ask. He he he. Your husband or ex husband or whatever is saying some stuff that's true and saying some stuff that's not true. He's like, why don't you just put it on paper and say this is true, this is not true? At least why not at least do that? Is what he said. Is like the exact line, which is kind of shitty. Yeah. But, and he's she's like, well, I would just be if I do that by addressing it, I'm going to draw more attention to it and it's going to give him the press that he really wants. And her line is, sharks got to swim, bats got to fly, and I'm going to get screwed by this guy till I die. <laughs> No one speaks in couplets. Like, why are these people rhyming so much? It'd be funny. It'd be funny if the Asian dude just walked away yeah, after just, that. Just dropped her shit well, on the ground. Bye. Yeah, 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 yeah. I quit. I'm not, not going to learn anything from someone who rhymes so much. Uh, again, and I know we said it the first episode, but I'm going to say it again in this episode. 
I enjoy watching this show. Me too. I, they, and I'm like shitting you said, on it a lot. This is a fun one with a lot of tension, yeah, and there's yeah, a lot yeah. of like. I I did think it was genuinely funny when they were talking about the seven second delay, and they were like, yeah, yeah, "Do yeah. we add seven seconds? Do we just subtract seven seconds?" Like that whole part was pretty good, funny. Like I mean, Sorkin writes good banter. Yeah, yeah, and, like, for there's sure. Funny and there's a lot like of it that. in this. And like they're all running around. It's, it's a great. lot of running around. <laughs> By the way, you can't see either of us. We're both waving. Our, they're running around, waving our hands over our heads to show running around. Uh, um, Sorkin writes these worlds that are like the ideal version of the world he's writing. So mm-hmm. it's like this is what we want the White House to be. This is what we want the newsroom to be, or whatever. And I feel like there is an element of this is what I would want my comedy sketch writing job to be yeah. if, if we found out there was a plagiarism thing I'd want it to fucking be like a bomb went off and yeah. we had a really sure. fucking, you know what I mean like I want them to take it that seriously I don't know if they would but this is the world I want to right and yeah. I think that's might be why we do enjoy watching this because sure. that's also the world that we would like to live yeah, in yeah, like of people take this stuff that seriously because to us it is that serious but the the problem is that all of the characters also take themselves that seriously seriously. and that's why it's so silly but like i did think it was interesting in this episode that it was maybe aaron sorkin having a little bit of of kind of fourth wall insight where sarah paulson's character is talking about matt and she's like well he only likes having conversations where he can write both sides (laughs) it's like yeah that's exactly what sorkin likes to do because like i did i was uh like reading some stuff about the show and like the production of it and everything because like there is a lot of parallel to sorkin's experience on the west wing and everything and apparently sarah paulson is rumored to be based on Kristen Chenoweth, who went out with Aaron Sorkin. Oh, Yeah, so it's like kind of interesting having that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I also didn't know that bums me out about Kristen Chenoweth. Right? <laughs> like, like, come on, girl. I, I, yeah, you're better than this. <laughs> I want you to just date Chi McBride from uh, Pushing Daisies. That's what I, I, I'd much rather that be the relationship than you and Aaron Sorkin. They'd make a cute couple, wouldn't they? That his giant black ass and her little tiny nothing. Uh, also, did she... Am I crazy? No, I probably am crazy. In my head, I'm thinking he went out with Felicity Hoffman as well, but I think I'm thinking of William H. Macy, and yeah. I'm just making them the same I th- person. I think, you're, I think you're right. I know Felicity Hoffman and William H. Macy are married. Sure. But, but I also like, because Felicity Hoffman seems like the type of woman that Sorkin likes to cast. So she, like, she was in Sports Night. Yeah. She was in West Wing. <laughs> I wouldn't it's, be surprised again, if she shows up in this at some point. It's like the, uh, what's her name, the journalist, Christine Laddie? Christine Laddie, yeah, yeah. Like, same kind of bearing, like this yeah, like, yeah, sexy yeah. older woman who's like got her shit together. Like, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so apparently that's that that's kind of that's, interesting knowing yeah, that, yeah. watching this, where For like, sure. he's clearly working out his personal issues <laughs> with, and, uh, and again, it's going to come up next episode, but like, eh, there's... At least he gives. At least he makes Sarah Paulson's character talented. Like that, I'm ha- like for sure. It's the only saving grace because otherwise she's wildly fucking annoying. Yeah, and she uh, doesn't have a lot to work with, and yeah, it's yeah, yeah. it's just because Sarah Paulson is so talented that it ends up being good, and yeah. like you still kind of like that character. But it, it's like at least you didn't just make her a crazy bitch who's like only there to read what. Matthew Perry writes for her. Like, yeah, she's yeah, actually yeah, yeah, really yeah, yeah. good. She brings something in. Yeah, and it's like, I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm just reading into this because she's the best actor out of the people in the cast, but I think she's sure. supposed to be like the star of the show. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's supposed to be, like, they, they mentioned in the first episode, like, the big three, mm-hmm. which is supposed to be her, D.L. Hughley, and Nate Cordry's character? I guess. They, Tom, <laughs> like, they mentioned it like, at one, okay, you know what? We're gonna stop here because we're gonna start talking about the next episode, yeah, yeah. so we need to, like, <laughs> this is gonna be released separately. Uh, anything you want to plug? Um, this is a little bit in the future. What do I want to plug? Um, I am going to be, I'm doing one of those homegrown 
showcases. It's Tuesday night at Cap City at 8 on August 12th. I'm oh, going to cool. be doing a headlining set, and that'll be really fun. I think it's $5. Nice. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's going to be good. Those, and then, those shows are fun. I I don't know when this is coming out. So yeah, this doesn't come out for two weeks. Okay. Yeah. Um, if it comes out before uh, the very end of July, the last Friday in July, I'm doing the Treehouse show at the Austin Drive on Burton Springs on Friday. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I will be. I'm at the. I'm gonna do a set with Chip Pope when he comes to town at the Valve because he's headlining the Valve at the end of the month. Oh, sweet! So I'm gonna do that on Friday. Uh, something. I don't remember the date. I'm sorry. It's a terrible plug. Uh, <laughs> just go to my website. It's on there. I'm doing that. I'm doing that. Uh, radio coffee show on August. That's real fun. Fourth, I hear it's really fun. So yeah. that's August fourth, uh, and then again I'm in Canada and some other places coming up. And uh, check us on Facebook, Twitter, blah blah blah. See you next week.